We're at home with the homies, with one of our faves, Mr. Mike McGee. Hello, hello. Mike is our senior tech correspondent. He brings us stories from around the web and beyond every week. Uh, I have a feeling uh, that what you do for a living necessitates a lot of usage of Zoom and Zoom-type products. Yes. And now the rest of us are catching up on what that means to do every day. And it's great, but it's a mess. But this is not a new mess. They knew about the mess. Who knew about the mess? And when did they know, Mike McGee? That is a great question or a great series of questions. The short answer is yes. <laughs> uh, there have been messes, various sizes of messes. And since we've been in this, you know, shelter in place and, you know, life in the corona era, more and more people, not just businesses, are using video conferencing with Zoom being the new or the at least the current number one uh, video conference provider and with greater uh, you know customers and a number of customers comes greater scrutiny and so over the past I want to say three weeks it's probably been like eight days <laughs> really um, Zoom has been getting hit with a lot of negative press about legitimate issues uh, you know security flaws that protect or don't protect the privacy of their customers uh, and free uh, users um, issues with, you know, they want to, you know, provide their software for schools and hospitals and, you know, uh, industries that don't have the big budgets like the tech industry and other uh, major companies to pay for this. But with that comes, you know, greater scrutiny about the privacy and protection of people. And so the most recent story was actually, a story that's been building for over a year. Uh, Dropbox, one of the you know top tech companies in Silicon Valley, used Zoom and paid for hackers to actually see the vulnerabilities in the Zoom software a year ago. And so there's a big New York Times story that you know goes into this in detail. But essentially, Dropbox, one of their you know Zoom's top paid customers, knew about a lot of Zoom's security issues. Um, well before all of this kind of upsurge and and people using the software happened this year, uh, there was also another story about uh, you know people. I can't remember the group, but they spent essentially half a million dollars to purchase passwords. Um, one of the new layers of security that Zoom added was to add a password to all your Zoom meetings because they were getting what has now been coined Zoom bombing where you'll be in yeah. a Zoom. And uh, I think, Jill, we talked about this. You experienced this <laughs> yourself, um, where, you know, like unwanted <laughs> people come in to your video conference and, uh, you know, been put in racist and sexist, you know, images and uh, comments, but also just, you know, really just taking over uh, whatever the meeting or the event was. And so they add passwords. Um, but now, apparently, you can buy passwords. So there's just every Come new addition <laughs> um, of security adds more creativeness for people to break it. And so it's a, uh, it's not great for zoom. They've been getting hit hard after being the kind of media darlings for March. April has not been as fun of a month for zoom. But my family just figured out how to use zoom. The elders figured out zoom. We can't go to another thing now. It's we're already too late. It's too late in the game. Well, I mean, give them props for being able to learn new technologies. These are skills that are transferable. It's not just 
learning Zoom. <laughs> it's also just being able to learn, you know, maybe Google Hangouts or Skype or, you know, there's all kinds of video conferencing software out there thanks to the Google machine. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it is tough for like, you know, you have one platform, you're all set and then turns out there's security issues. Yeah, well, I have a feeling we're going to have to get used to this problem uh, in a bunch of different ways before we're let back out into the wild. In case you're just joining us, I'm Jill Hopkins. This is The Amp. We're at home with the homies. That's Mike McGee. He's our senior tech correspondent. And this, I didn't think I had any more side-eye reserved for anybody until mm. I read this. I'm giving side-eye left and right. I'm going to pop something. Amazon owns Whole Foods. I think most people knew that. Mm -hmm. uh, but of all the things that somebody with that Amazon Whole Foods money could be tracking in these times, they're choosing to track what, Mike McGee? People. We give off heat. But not the public health way. It seems that Amazon and Whole Foods have been tracking, uh, using heat mapping technology, the movements of their employees. And there are many other ways that you can communicate like why you do that. But it seems that they are tracking on a store to store basis uh, movements of their employees to get a sense of unionizing efforts that are happening in various locations. Uh, and since they don't have a union for Whole Foods employees, the greater concentration of heat map dots uh, can you know be extrapolated out to see which stores or which regions are more likely to be in union building activities or are satisfied with their current uh, you know quality of employment so that they won't form a union. So this is a story that came out in the Business Insider, you know, to show that there's maps that can track activity of employees. This sounds so just transparently evil. <laughs> Like, I, of all the things that you could be using this this technology for, especially when we're trying to, like, track an actual virus, this is the way you're going to use heat mapping technology with all the money in the world to see who is going to lose, lose you maybe a little tiny bit of it. Yeah, I mean, and, and this is something that in the story when I was, you know, researching it, you know, the it's kind of a... It's a common practice within large companies, apparently, to do similar things like this, where you use heat mapping technology to track employee movements in your various physical locations. Now, the funny part is that it is common practice, but it's rarely communicated publicly. I wonder why, <laughs> because we're talking about it now and it seems very sketchy. Um, and so Whole Foods and Amazon, you know, they responded to the story, you know, talking about we are committed to treating all our employees fairly and this, this data helps us best serve the needs of our various locations. So uh, essentially some corporate kind of babble to say like, this is common practice. We're not trying to do anything, you know, negative here. We're just trying to ensure that our employees are being supported in the best way possible. Uh, the other side of this is that, hmm, that face, but for everything, <laughs> that is probably a little bit more uh, to that story. But, you know, the game is the game. So it's just, I guess, good that we know about this. And hopefully it does not deter uh, certain employees at Whole Foods or under Amazon or at any other company uh, to have the right to organize. And Mike McGee is our senior tech correspondent. This is the AMP. 
we're at home with the homies. Every week you bring us another product that makes our lives at least a little bit better. And this week's COVID-19 product of the week is called Fourth Wall. Now, I'm afraid of getting this because I'm clumsy, and what if I break it? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jill. Amazing. And the sip, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I'm going to try to, uh, you know, come after that with uh, something <laughs> at least valuable. Yeah, this is, I mean, I think you could do this. Like, literally, this is something that uh, is very easy to set up. It's like, you have to use Google Chrome. Uh, it is called Fourth Wall, and it's streaming for good. So, you know uh, that I'm really into streaming, TV and movies, big fan of all of the streaming platforms. And so all you have to do is go to fourth wall, I believe, fourth wall dot app, app. Yeah. You download this Google Chrome extension, and then you just watch stuff. And yeah, then, like you were going to do anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so I love products that provide an additional layer on top of behavior I already do. So just download this Chrome, free Chrome extension, and you just watch, binge watch, you know, whatever show on Netflix or Hulu or, you know, Amazon Prime. And then if you hit a certain uh, amount of minutes or hours, then you unlock the ability to donate to certain charities and straight fourth wall will donate for you. So it's not like you watch two hours of, you know, vampire diaries or, you know, some other show, and then you got to pay uh, as punishment. It is you watch the show or movies you love documentaries you love, and then you unlock the ability for fourth wall to donate uh, to charities. The current charities are, uh, COVID-19 related, um, but they're working to add more charities uh, on the platform. But this is a yeah, no brainer, you know, especially for me, you know, as someone who watches and stares into a screen a lot. If I can do that for good, <laughs> it's even better. I like that. It's combining my two favorite things, passivity and activism. <laughs> you can follow Mike at Michael McGee on Twitter and you can follow him on Instagram. If you I'm here. Like to do I love you, Mike McGee. Love you too. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>